0: How far can the Badgers go in the NIT? We're going to be talking about all of that, the season, Greg Gard's future, all after this. But, Drew, how are you doing today, man? Thank you. For I'm awesome. On. Of course.
1: Thanks for having me on. I'm doing very well and excited to uh, do a little post-mortem and, I guess, pre-mortem on the, on the Badgers men's basketball season.
0: And, I mean, when we talk about the post-mortem, pre-mortem, like it's definitely been an intriguing season, right? Because you talk about the ups and downs. You talk about last week when we lose to Ohio State. It seems like season's over. Know, we don't know if we're going to accept an NIT bid or not. It seems like the season's over. But in a way, the NIT, this tournament, especially being a two seed, it's kind of given a little more life to the team. Uh, it, it's like a fresh start, even though we've seen exactly what's happened all year.
1: Yeah, I. I think that this is almost uh, a no-pressure environment in a way for them in insofar as people outside of, I don't know, the fans of the teams actually playing don't really notice the NIT at this time of year. Like, everybody's watching the NCAA tournament. And so I think they can almost play just kind of how they always have wanted to play maybe this season, just a little bit freer. I like the way when guard was talking to the the media was that yesterday or two days ago, how they kind of seem to be taking it seriously though. Like they're here to play and they're, they're here to win. I think that's good. I think what North Carolina did, like didn't like saying they're not going to play is such a baby coward move by them. It's just like, it's embarrassing. And I you know I hope Wisconsin wins and plays a couple of games and gets uh I don't know positive momentum going into next season when just about all of the team if not all of the team will be back.
0: Yeah, I mean you're right. When you talk about it, you you do hope that this is good momentum for next year because the one thing that I thought that was really important and led to this decision is the Badgers, they're returning pretty much their entire team. They had one senior this year, two of you include Jacoby Neath. We don't know exactly what's going on with him and his future. But the one senior is Tyler Wall, who is uh, right now mulling whether he's going to return or not. If he doesn't return, I would anticipate the Badgers go out and get a big man in the transfer portal. That would be my my hunch as to who gets plugged in and starts immediately. But if he does return after uh, the stretch of games, I mean, the Badgers have their exact starting five. And when you're really going through that continuity, there's no reason not to necessarily play. So I do like the move to accept a bid to the NIT. I understand image might not be the best, especially when you haven't, you know, it's the second time you haven't made it since in in the last like 23 tournaments. But to me, I think that I absolutely don't mind the move. And I like the mentality that Wisconsin's approaching with this. Understand that the continuity is very important, but also understand that the way that your culture is hasn't changed. You're looking to go out and win the whole thing. And while I don't necessarily know how likely that is, it's still a good mentality to go into this tournament with. A hundred percent. And I, I
1: don't even think the the optics or whatever are that bad. I mean, you got teams like Michigan and Oregon and Florida and Cincinnati. Like these are all big time college basketball programs, most of whom have more of a basketball history than Wisconsin does. And like, they are all playing in the tournament. It's just, I, I kind of thought that the, a lot of the people who were like joking, I thought they were joking about Wisconsin declining a bid. I was like, well, why would they do that? Like they should play more games if they can. Like it's a it's a good thing. And even I to your point on on Tyler Wall's potential return or not, even if he does come back, guard still has to bring in yeah. uh a front court player. Like that is uh a non-negotiable this offseason. It was, I'd argue, a non-negotiable last offseason and it didn't get done, and you can see how that affected the team uh this year's team if they literally just had chris vote for another year they make the ncaa tournament he was worth at least the one win they probably needed to to make the cut as one of the last four teams in and they didn't have that and it showed so yeah regardless of who comes back or doesn't the the transfer portal needs to be a a point of emphasis this off season for guard and, uh, and the staff.
0: Exactly. And the one thing that I'll say based on the interactions I've had with coach guard is he's very understanding of his shortcomings. He, when we asked him, this was even mid season. When we asked him, what's your plan for the off season, do you believe you need some more front court depth? And do you believe you need more depth? And he's like, absolutely. Regardless of what happens, we are going to add. Um, and he didn't necessarily insinuate the transfer portal. I don't know if he's allowed to say it exactly, but it was anticipated that he was talking about the transfer portal. And when you look in the early rumblings of who the Badgers are, the transfer portal include, the Badgers are in some of those names, especially from the forward forward. Yeah. body because first of all important you, you do want competition uh, and that's the one that's, 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 as like because you haven't seen the court so the Yeah, I, about uh,
1: the, the competition angle, which I think is is an important point. I saw someone on one of the various message boards that I I peruse compare it to what Kelly Sheffield does with the volleyball program. Like, he has a, a national championship contending team now for basically the last five or six years. And these last couple of years in the offseason, he's bringing in all-conference caliber talent, if not better. Right. And he said that it's like, it makes all the practices better. And it makes all of my players better because I'd guess that some of these practices are more intense than some of their like non-conference matches or whatever. And so it's good to have going against, you know, talent every day. And it's also, it's great to hear that, that guard is, is open to, you know, constructive criticism and is aware of, the areas he might be deficient in because I think people who want to get rid of guard and they liken it to to Paul Christ being fired midseason, season it, it just kind of sounded more like Christ wasn't open to that feedback and wasn't open to potentially changing the way he did things. And so, you know, you adapt or die and Paul Christ is out of a job and Greg Gard will get another chance here to to adapt and and make things better next season. It seems, I don't know, kind of cut and dry to me. I
0: agree. I mean, the firsthand experience, I'd say that the aura behind the two different people were completely different. When you talk about Chris in that early part of the season, he essentially was, his demeanor was as if there wasn't anything wrong. That the team could have a like the team could fix the issues that they uh, that that uh, that were presented, and the unfortunate reality was Chris didn't have the answers, both in the locker room and on the field, and that led to his immediate departure. And I mean, when you see a move that bold, considering Wisconsin's history, it kind of tells you how the direction of the team was going at the moment, especially when you talk about the. Media. are certain factors like that um that, that played into that role but i do think that the the situations are completely different greg Gard has been pretty pretty forthcoming i have a ton of respect for coach Gard. i've i've had my fair share of criticisms this year uh covering the team but i have a ton of respect because he is understanding of uh where his, his his issues are and he's unafraid to answer any questions i mean if you ask him a question he will answer your question about what uh, whether it be about the team in a negative light in a positive light and he'll give his honest opinion. do the answers need to be there and where does that start? This offseason when the Badgers are going to look to get that transfer, big uh, at least one transfer into the program. You need to n- understand that you, this this roster does have to be upgraded. This roster doesn't have enough depth. I think Guard understands that. He understands this problem. The number one thing though is results. Can he get the results done? That'll ultimately identify how the Badgers perform next year in a, a in a year where they should have more continuity and chemistry with their young roster. Yeah, I next year,
1: I I haven't given this a hundred percent thought about it being like a make or break year for guard, but it has to be a a marked improvement over this year. There, I like Carter Gilmore and I like Isaac Lindsay. I think they're you know good solid basketball players, but they're not guys who should be getting minutes regularly on a top half of a the Big Ten team they just aren't. And that, you know, the fact that Gilmore was the top big off the bench and Isaac Lindsay was occasionally used as a, as a backup point guard. It just, it speaks to the need for a large talent upgrade just almost across the board. And I think the, the freshman class coming in will, will help some, but it's not every freshman who's ready immediately to play. There's not, season, Connor season is they're few and far between, but but some are, and they'll need to be, you know, brought along quickly if they're going to be contributing to, to like you said, a team that'll have good continuity next year. They'll have to kind of find their spot to fit in and augment what uh, the Badgers have going. Right.
0: And I think that if we look at it is important that you do need top and top, that you can not only rely on when you're in foul trouble, but you can rely on even in, in, on a regular basis to provide a spark off the bench. Those guys who could potentially be starters when you need to. And, I mean, the, the number one thing when you see where the Badgers really couldn't deal with it is when you look at that six game stretch where Max Klesmet or Tyler Wall missed a game in the beginning of the, or in the middle of the year, the Badgers didn't win a single game with one of those starters out. And that is, that's uncanny, but it it shows the value of their starters, but it also shows depth and lack of talent on their bench, which is something that certainly does need to improve uh, going forward. And, Right now, it does look like the Badgers are looking to attack that attack that mold. Obviously, I think their plans for the offseason become a little more clear once they figure out what Tyler Wall is going to do for his fifth year. Um, I think that that is the first stepping stone that probably comes in place. But, uh, yeah, it, it's certainly uh, an area of need going into the offseason. And what should be a fairly crucial offseason for the Badgers, understanding where they placed in the Big Ten this year, after two strong finishes last year, and that they likely need to get back into the top what six, seven, probably if we're being uh, if we're being fair. Yeah, I definitely they need to make
1: the the tournament next year. What what that ends up being place wise in the Big Ten, I'd say yeah, right around eighth or above. It's uh, that's. I think, a, a non-negotiable for for next season. Do you want to, yeah. uh, do you want to
0: break down some Bradley Braves basketball? <laughs> Let's do it, man. Let's do it because, I mean, you, you talked about it. This is a first-round matchup and something interesting. I know a lot of Badgers fans weren't necessarily – I mean, I don't know exactly when they're fully happy, but I know a lot of Badgers fans weren't necessarily as excited about the NIT tournament after missing out. Bradley fans, though, on the other hand, I think that they – Matchup. This is going to be tonight, eight, uh, one of the different uh, platforms. So it'll be a fun game. to uh, get the two seed, which was three seed. What do you think about uh,
1: uh, So you cut out a tiny bit there at the end. I, I didn't quite get the, the last question.
0: Uh, two what's kind of essentially what what was your initial thoughts when you got the seeding that they just got
1: I mean I don't know the the seeding in the NIT doesn't seem to mean a whole lot. I think that they wanna cut down on potential travel more than they're trying to seed these teams by any sort of metric that shows which team is better than the other. Like you, you look at some of the matchups. There are a lot of like in-state matchups, like you've got Washington state and Eastern Washington and uh, just other closer regionally teams. Like Bradley is not that far away from, uh from Madison. And so I, I don't know. I don't really care about the seating so much. I think it's, I think it's fun for, you know, for the Bradley fans, like you said, just because they'll get a chance to kind of prove their mettle against uh, a power six, I guess it is, in, in basketball team and try and, you know, get a big win that they can point to because they they don't have many despite having 25 wins on the season. They, they didn't beat anybody good except for uh I think they beat Drake once, but then the, the, they lost to him twice. So, you know. Beating Wisconsin in a down year, you probably won't remember that. Oh, well, we, we may have lost, lost Rowan there, so I'll just uh, keep talking about Bradley. I think that they'll take this opportunity to to give it their best shot, because then they'll also, even in the next game, they'll get to play Villanova, who's recently won national championships, or Liberty, who's been one of the the best G five or like you know mid major teams in the country over the past couple of years, so it's a you know it's a big game for them, and I think Wisconsin, like they have been, is treating it with uh, the respect that it deserves. Because if they don't come out and play hard, then they might just get punched in the mouth like they did against Ohio State, and by the time they turn it on, it'll be too late to. Uh, come back and win they just they couldn't do it against Ohio State the the hole they dug themselves was too deep and you don't really want to end the season on on back-to-back games like that that's the opposite of setting up positive momentum for the the following season that is uh just not what you want to see so I I don't know how I feel about the game tonight in terms of what the score might be. I I think Wisconsin will win.
2: BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn five dollars into one hundred and fifty dollars instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code Champion One Hundred and Fifty. Then betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc
1: i'll undoubtedly be close just because hey welcome back there we go my apologies we are good
0: no worries but continue forward yeah
1: I was just talking the whole time once I noticed you were gone just to try and fill uh, fill the air. But I was just kind of getting to, I think Wisconsin should win this game. Yes. Uh, I don't know what, what the score will be. I would assume it'll be close just because almost every Wisconsin game is close. Right. But, but Bradley is going to come out and they're going to want to knock Wisconsin off. Like Wisconsin is a, a power six, big 10 team, and that's a, a win they can point to. As like this is our big win uh this season, because I don't know if you were you were here, they they really don't have one otherwise. They they beat Drake once, but mm-hmm. lost to Drake twice. So it's kinda like they they could use a more of a, a marquee win. And then you'd get Villanova or Liberty in the next round, who are also two not necessarily name teams and Liberty, but they've been one of the best mid-major teams the past couple of years and and Nova has won multiple national championships recently. So it's like a, a good little quadrant there for uh to make a name for yourself. But I just in looking at like the, the stats for, for Bradley, nothing they do necessarily is right. great. Like they're just kind of a pretty good mid-major team. And, that's it. Like they, they don't have a lot of these mid-major teams kind of rely on like one superstar mm-hmm. who scores like 25 points a game. They've got like a bunch of guys who average like 11 points a game. And, and so I guess that balance can be nice, but with the way Wisconsin usually plays defense, they can stifle a team like that somewhat easily. And so I wouldn't, I don't know. I, I, Wouldn't expect them to struggle all that much with Bradley, but you know, this whole season has been kind of a struggle. So what do I know?
0: No, I think that yeah, what you said is right. I mean, when, when you look at the the initial outlook on Bradley, it doesn't seem like they're a fast team. I think that that might be one of the one of the ways Wisconsin might necessarily lose if they're not able to dictate the pace to uh, how they've done. And they've been able to do that fairly well in some games, right? You talk about being uh, Purdue being close, some of the early games being close. Kind of playing their way and then uh, playing efficiently at it is where they're best at. Bradley, though, it seems like they play to Wisconsin's pace, and they're a solid shooting team. Uh, they shoot around 36% from three, which is pretty solid, but like you said, not a star player. They're uh, a team like Wisconsin, in a way, at a smaller uh, at a smaller level in that a lot of role players, I think they've got a seven, eight-man uh, rotation that plays over 15 minutes. They, they like to incorporate a good amount of their bench, and they don't rely heavily on one guy, but... um I think this will be an intriguing game. I wonder exactly how close it'll be, uh, just given how close Wisconsin normally plays teams and that Bradley also is accustomed to that style of game. I wonder if the uh, the talent differential plays a huge difference in this one. But I do expect Wisconsin to come out, uh, come out uh, as the victor in this one. Bradley, obviously, a strong season. I think they ended first in their conference in the regular season, but ended up losing to Drake. Um, av- overall in that uh, in the title game of their conference. So they don't have too too many wins on their resume. And while they've scored a good amount in some games, they also uh, they average 71 a game. But they've also, um, you know, when they face tougher opponents, I know in their championship game, they only put up 51 points to Drake 77. So we'll see how it goes. I expect a win, though, for Wisconsin for sure.
1: Yeah, it would be extremely disappointing were it not to be a win like I can I could see them losing to Villanova in the next round right. I could even see them losing to Liberty in the next round like I again I don't want it to happen but I could definitely see it I just I don't I there's a very few if any scenarios that I see Bradley beating Wisconsin especially at the Kohl Center. Like, I, I don't know, think it'll be like some sort of crazy electric atmosphere, but like it's a bigger arena than most Missouri Valley conference teams are used to playing. in, And it's just the comforts of being at home. So I don't know. I, Wisconsin should win. And then, I mean, I am such a pervert. I filled out like a whole NIT bracket just cause I kind of wanted to like play it out and see, see what was happening. And like, I could there's no reason Wisconsin can't win a couple of games in this tournament mm-hmm. and like kind of put a I don't know a, a bow on a season that wasn't necessarily bow worthy, whatever. And like it would be it would be cool if they, you know, on the other side of the bracket you got Rutgers and Michigan. Right. Like it would be cool to play one of them in the in the finals. And like they're they're I don't know, they're some fun teams. Oregon is like a lot of these teams have, you know, like NBA caliber talent on them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so I, it's just, again, going back to, I think we talked about it earlier. It's like just a, a good experience for the team to play against other good teams to try and build some, some positive momentum going into an important off with an important next season coming up for, you know, for the coach and,
0: and for the players too. I I agree. I mean, it it would be cool to see them go that far. Obviously, them going that far means they'd have to snap the the worst streak that they've had this year, which is failure to win consecutive games in over two months now. And so logic says they lost the last one, they'll win this one, and they'll lose to Villanova. That is what logic says. But who knows? Logic and Wisconsin this year don't necessarily pan out. Maybe they go on a nice little run here. Um, and they end up facing one of the Michigans or the Rutgers who also were close in the the March Madness battle.
1: Yeah, I I know that I've been watching Wisconsin basketball for a lot longer than you have, but it's just they, for as long as I can remember, really, they have routinely played up or down to whatever competition they're playing. Like, it's why they sometimes – you know, they, they should have beat Kansas earlier this year. Like you wouldn't expect that right. if you look at this roster and then you look at Kansas's roster, you're like, Oh, Kansas should win by 20 points. But then, you know, you look and they, they lose all these other ridiculous games they lose to Nebraska and overtime and like, whatever. It's just, so I, that's why I would expect tonight to be close right. because like Bradley's, you know, they're not very good. Right. But I don't know. Neither is Wisconsin. <clears throat> Exactly. necessarily
0: <laughs> exactly. I'm seeing now over under three points for wisconsin are you surprised by that do you think that that's fair how do you how do you feel about that the what
1: was the over under wisconsin's favored by three points oh wisconsin's favored by three uh yeah that again I it should i I would say they will win by more than three points mm-hmm. but I wouldn't be confident saying they'd win by more than eight like I it'll be close enough where free throws will have to be made at the end of the game. And I'll probably have a conniption around like 10, 20 tonight as they're missing shots for the fourth straight minute in the second half or whatever. But yeah, I three points. I, I I don't know. That seems to be giving Bradley a little more credit than I would give them, but Vegas usually knows. So, so it'll, it'll probably be close again.
0: Yeah, man, it'll be close. And the, the, the other one that I see, over under of 127 for the point total which what what is that like 60 63 and a half pretty much which i think is around what the game should be around somewhere around there
1: yeah i i'd see i can see both teams in the mid to, to high 60s and maybe wisconsin gets into the low 70s with free throws at the end yeah but that that, that like requires them to be making shots like they can't make shots at the rim they sometimes struggle to make shots from beyond the arc it's just you know you get you gotta yeah, make
0: yeah i mean it, 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 that's that's the the difficulty with this team right you see games where like the minnesota game where even in, with tough shots they're money at the rim and money at the rim even if you don't shoot well from three meant they could score 71 points. But then you see the Ohio State game, where in the beginning of the game, it's touch after touch after touch inside. And Crowell, maybe he's still bothered by the ankle injury that he sustained in Minnesota, but Crowell just couldn't get any footing going. Uh, guard thought he was heavy-legged, didn't play him for 12 minutes in the second half. Uh, a really pivotal stretch. That's when Wisconsin came back. And so, you know, they're, they're the two different sides of the games that the Badgers play. Yeah, I.
1: Th- this is a, a a longer discussion to have when we're talking about something else, but it brings it back to sometimes the recruiting strategy right. that guard has, where they're looking more for overall program fit than they are looking for dudes who can put the ball in the hole. And it's like you need a couple of got those guys on your team, and we almost never do. And like it, sure it has worked for wisconsin for a long time but when you go through like these rough stretches where they go like four or five six minutes without a field goal like it would be nice to have a guy you could give the ball and be like hey go do something like we wisconsin just doesn't they don't have it rare they yeah. certainly they don't have it this year and they rarely over my past three decades of watching them have there have been you know few like johnny davis was one devin harris was one you know jordan taylor whatever uh, that's not important but it's just that's something
0: Guard shouldn't the underlying fact about how teams are constructed which plays into late game situations
1: yes like you need the one guy who's like yep give me the ball i'm gonna go score and so yeah if you don't have that guy sometimes it Trying to do that by committee isn't necessarily a, a winning strategy. I don't right. I don't think.
0: No. And, I mean, I, I like it at times where Gard instills confidence in some of those starting players, you know, where he'll give the hot hand the shot, but that only works for a, ce- a certain portion of the game. When you talk about um, overall, you do prefer if there's one guy who you understand can make that shot because instead you're placing the – the 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 game in the hands of a player who hasn't really been in that situation a ton, or e- even if they have been, maybe not been as successful as you'd like in those situations.
1: Yeah, like and there, and there are guys on the team who I think have the potential to do stuff like that. Like Connor Assisian seems like he's you know got a the prettiest shot on the team. Like he right. he just isn't a guy who's going to create his own shot a bunch. Like I, I think. Chucky Hepburn can sometimes not always create his own shot, but he just tends to take tougher shots than I would like, which he has made a couple of like crazy late game shots in his career. Like that game against Purdue last year when he hit that buzzer beater. And he's, he had one earlier this year near the end of the season. I don't even remember who it was against, but I've, forgotten that part. But it's just like we we don't have the the one guy who for sure is going to make something happen. Right. And that like you mentioned that that hurts in end of game scenarios
0: and it does it does
2: and- bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia turn five dollars into 150 dollars instantly when you place your first wager at bet MGM simply download the bet MGM app and sign up using code champion 150 then place a five dollar wager on any sport you'll receive 150 dollars in bonus bets regardless of your wagers outcome and if you think the fun stops there the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store check out daily promotions BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. And so we'll see. I I, I don't know if it'll happen soon, but we'll
0: see how the Badgers approach this offseason. in in recent or I guess in close uh, proximity to see what's the change in recruiting because obviously this offseason was unacceptable in terms of not getting the requisite depth that you needed via the transfer portal. Seems like that'll change this next offseason. A fairly solid recruiting class as well. I mean, you've got Gus Yaldin, you've got Nolan Winter, uh, a guy who could shoot the ball from three who I think can really help and then you've got John Blackwell as well, uh, a nice point guard with the defensive, uh, with good uh, defense as well. So solid, solid recruiting class from guard. Can you top it off with some nice transfers? And is
1: is it this year that Jack is that Janicki coming in as a think, as a walk on? Or is he a twenty four kid? I
0: think he's twenty four. Uh,
1: okay, if I, if I couldn't not, remember
0: uh, if I'm not mistaken. Um, you're that, probably you're probably right. Yeah but uh, yeah I mean, regardless the next two years if the badgers can land some of those 2024 guys that they're in on um, even if it's just one of the guys like Daniel Freitag, Con Nuppel they can land any one of those guys it does help their program uh, to get one of those top scorers in the nation
1: yeah it would be it would be big to get uh, the, the 2024 class i think is is very important for for guard and for just the program in general.
0: Yeah.
1: Because that can oh, help them. Janicky is a
0: walk-on this year. Never mind. Okay.
1: Yeah. Okay. Uh, and so I, I, I like him too, actually. He, he's a he's a good player. Uh, I live in, in Minnesota, so I kind of see some of these, these Minnesota kids more often than others. And like him and, and Winter are both, I think, both good players. Yeah. I don't know if either will make a huge difference next year. Mm -hmm. winter obviously more likely just because he's so tall but he is kind of like he might need to put on a little muscle and weight just before he's ready to play in the big 10 but then to back to the 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 24 class I think there are a number of key prospects that guard needs to to close on one probably two because then that will also help it's like a snowball rolling down a mountain you got to get momentum going because then in 25 you've got two big in-state prospects and uh davian hannah and uh the the big guy kai rogers who are both from you know from uh close by milwaukee and they're both great players so i don't know it's just it's all interconnected and back to the getting rid of greg guard i don't think it's time for that yet because he's gotten a good first push for these kids and if he can turn it around next year, I think he has a, a good chance at, at closing on some of them, and then we won't ever have to talk about the NIT again. Hopefully,
0: don't take that out of your roofs. Who knows? Maybe it's the NIT in five more years with Greg Gard. Uh, who knows? Who knows? NIT. Yeah,
1: we we can run a big Bucky's fifth quarter NIT bracket challenge for the next five years, and oh, I'd love it. I'd love it. <laughs>
0: But, uh, no, Drew, it has been a pleasure to have you on the show today. I appreciate you taking your time here on this Tuesday before the Badgers face off against Bradley tonight. Any last comments before we head on out?
1: I don't uh, have any more about the Badgers. I'm, I'm happy to see the site is running so well. You're doing a great job, and uh, it's fun to read the site as a fan and get uh, the perspective of yours and also the other people you got right in there. So thanks for having me on.
0: Appreciate the appreciate the support, but podcast, it's going to be coming soon. We had one yesterday with Jack Robinson of the 2024 class. We're going to continue doing them. Hopefully the Badgers can pull it out tonight. Seems like that's the expected result. And if that's the case, we've got a second round matchup with Villanova uh, going on. And I believe that'll be at the Cole Center since they're the two seed.
1: Uh. Yeah, if Nova wins, it will be at the Kohl Center. But actually, if Liber- Liberty is actually the two seed, Got so it. if Liberty wins, Wisconsin will have to travel there. To Liberty, but yeah, it would. Uh, hopefully, Nova
0: wins. Yeah, let's see. Let's see. But appreciate your time and uh, have a good day.
2: All right, thanks, buddy.